Hey friends, you're listening to Springs and Roots Quarantine Edition. This is Casey Watson. Before we jump into today's conversation with Linday, I wanted to tell you about two very exciting things. The first one is that Linday and I have both been blogging and leaving little bits of encouragement on our website, freeheartscollective.com. So definitely check that out. And also, Linday's book, Awaken to Your Inheritance, is officially out. You can find that on Amazon, or you can also find that on our website, Free Hearts Collective. We're really excited for you to get your hands on that great resource. And now we are going to jump into today's conversation where Linday and I talk about what life is looking like for us right now. And also, we dive into what it looks like to delight in the Lord. So here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Springs and Roots. We missed you guys last week, um, or I guess the past two weeks. We didn't have a podcast, um, but things have been, as you know, a little different um, around the world right now. So we were unable to record, but now we are watching each other on the computer. (laughs) So we're not actually together, but in a way we are together, just like so many other people have been gathering via the computer. Yeah. I mean, Thank goodness for technology, right? That's what a lot of people are saying right now. Thank I know. For technology. I feel like probably a couple of weeks before this all began, I was frustrated with technology and having to parent in this age of technology. And now I'm like, wow, I'm really, I'm really glad that we have it. I know. I know. And um, yes, yeah, so many people, I was on a meeting with some pastors um, earlier this week and a couple of them were a generation ahead of me and they were saying how, you know, 10 years ago when some younger people were saying, you got to start live streaming the church on Sunday mornings. And they were like, no, no, we don't need to do that. And they're like, we're so glad that we listened, even though we didn't want to. And we are doing it because if we hadn't, we we would literally wouldn't be able to meet as a church right now. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, um, it's definitely come in handy and, and been um, an important part of life these days. Mm-hmm. Lots of Zoom calls. If you guys could see us, you'd probably be laughing at us because we're both using our children's gaming headphones. <laughs> She's telling the truth. We are. Mine is camouflaged. Because <laughs> uh, they have the best microphones for doing this. But I know. Well, this is, I guess, how they play the games, too. I mean, they they play with whoever, and then they communicate through this. So... The kids, once again, are ahead of us, but that's okay. At least we have it. (laughs) Yeah. So what's your life been looking like, Casey? Um, Since this is only like the third time, I think we've really been able to talk over the last um, couple weeks. I know. It's funny, actually, because you just live a few doors down, but still, it's just been so... It's been quarantine. Yeah. We wave at each other from the porch or from the car as one of us is going for a walk or driving around the neighborhood, but... um, yeah, it's it's been okay. Um, I think it's actually been um, a needed time, a needed family pause. Um, I was just telling a friend the other day, the Lord is gracious to give us what we need, if, even when we don't realize that we need it. Um, and so I think that it wasn't something that we realized how badly we needed just a break as a family. And it's been it's been good in that respect. We've been safe and healthy. Um, so that 
has been a blessing. But um, yeah, it definitely has been hard. This week especially has been, it's hit me. I think the different levels of kind of what this is looking like and feeling like. And so that part, the reality of that has been hard to to sort through. But my kids are home. Um, one of them is doing school online and the other two just have some worksheets and stuff they're doing. My husband's working from home, which I love because he had a commute before. So this is nice. This, you know, commute's just up the stairs now uh, rather than a half an hour or more going into work. Um, but we're making it. We're doing it. Good. How about you? Yeah, it's pretty much the same for us. I mean, it's I've really enjoyed having the kids, you know, home a lot more um, just because they're all in school every day. They all have jobs and then they hang out with their friends. I mean, we still have nice family time, but it's nothing compared to the family time that we've been having considering yeah. everyone <laughs> is, you know, off of work, off of school. And so um, we've just really been hanging out a lot, eating a lot of good food. But I would say this past week, it's kind of finally hit me too. And I don't know why, but even like the last two days, yesterday and the day before, have just been really like tough in a way that um, I guess where it's kind of like looking forward. Like, you know what I mean? Like in one mind, I guess for the last three or four weeks, I've been like on this little vacation mindset mode. And now I'm like, you know, how you get at the end of vacation, you're like vacation's over, what's next? And I have to go back to regular life. And so kind of like I've been thinking about like, okay, regular life should be coming around the corner. But then you turn on the news and then you begin to question like, is regular life coming around the corner? And so I think that has just kind of hit me in a new way this week or in a way that it hasn't in the last couple of weeks. Um, Like people keep using the phrase, the new norm, you know, and you're like, what is the new norm? What is that going to look like? And so, yeah, just not fear in any way. Like I, I haven't been dealing with fear at all. I've just been, um, like we, we talked about earlier, just really kind of um, sober about what's ahead, you know, what's the summer going to look like, what's the fall going to look like, and just kind of the unknown of those kind of things. So in that regard, it's a little bit tough. And then also too, like, you know, because my kids are older, um, I'm just kind of like asking them like, Hey, how are you doing? Because if I'm feeling it, they're feeling it just 20 years younger than me, you know? Yeah. And so I've been trying to kind of like help them understand, like, how are they feeling? Um, You know, my 18 year old, well, first of all, he's getting right. He's going to turn 18 next week. So we're like one of many people who are going to have our birthday at home and it's 18. So that's going to be different than he expected. And then we don't know if he's going to have his high school graduation. He had his last day of senior year. He didn't know that it was his last day. Just stuff like that. It's kind of tough. It's so tough. Yeah. I feel um, the mother, that the way of that in your mother heart, you know, you feel that we have our oldest is coming up on 13 in a couple of weeks and we have two birthdays, both are our boys, but 13 is another milestone birthday. And it's yeah. kind of the same thing. We're going to probably be celebrating that at home and not taking a trip like he was supposed to be taking. And yeah. So so things are just a little different, but um, we're just feeling the same thing that people um, across, you know, America, but across the world are feeling. And it's yeah. it's definitely a time to dig into, you know, press into the, your relationship with the Lord. Um, and that's actually another funny thing for me, Raina, my daughter and I were talking about that yesterday. <laughs> 
told her how everybody's saying like, this is time now you can press into your relationship with God and pray more and read the Bible more. And I told her that since the quarantine, I've prayed and read the Bible less. (laughs) And for me, the reason why is because I am such a routine person. Yes. And spending time with the Lord is part of my routine. And so since I've been out of my routine, I'm actually have been out of my like time. And so like, I literally have having to force myself to get up early, even though I don't have to, because the kids aren't getting up early and, you know, just stuff like that. So I've actually even had to work harder to press back in, even though you would think you, cause you have so much more time, but it's actually harder for me because my kids are home all day long and I don't have my routine. And so everything is just kind of like, ah. So I'm like, I give my routine. I spend plenty of time with Jesus when I have that. <laughs> we are so similar in that. It's been the same. Like everybody keeps talking about like, it's like even I think Beth Moore posted a thing like get your tails in the word yesterday or something. And I was like, I really need to, I haven't, but it's for me, it's the exact same. I have a routine. I have a time and everything's just willy nilly. And so try yeah. to make time for that and figure out what that new routine looks like right now. Yes, exactly. So, but I got up at six this morning and and had my time with the Lord. And um, I was like, yeah, this is the best part of the day for sure. And I can't keep missing that. um, Even if I can sleep in until seven or seven (laughs) (laughs) thirty. I really can't for my spiritual health. Yeah. You know, you were talking about, you know, not feeling anxiety, but feeling the heaviness. And I think the word that came to me last night was grief, Mm -hmm. just grieving. the season, grieving those losses, grieving, um, even I think just the recognition going forward, things are going to probably look different somehow. There's no way that we come out of this and things aren't changed on some level, even personally and even nationally or globally. And so I think that that's the word that came to me last night was just grief. It's not anxiety. It's not fear. It's just grief of the loss and grieving like what may come and So I think that's the word that I keep hearing and feeling in the midst of this. And they say the thing about grief is you kind of, you have to allow yourself to feel it and then like, and then put an end to it and then move on. And I think, I think you and I kind of, we were talking earlier, like, I think we were, we're hitting the same note at the same time. It's like this week has really, you know, been that week of like sobering and thinking like, okay, maybe things aren't going to be exactly the same. I mean, we don't, none of us know, but yeah. So like just even feeling that, that grief, even still like right now, like, cause, because we don't know, we know what we've kind of lost in a, in a way of the last, you know, month, but like the economy and just, there's so many things and, you know, it's, it's sad. Like my, you know, um, all four of my kids are out of work right now because of what's happening. And so it's just like, they had plans for that money, you know? So it's like, there has been a loss so far but we don't yet know what the loss may be ahead. And so it's kind of like that, what we know and what we don't know, but we do, still know that there, there is a loss um, in some, in some sense, but out of every situation that's kind of difficult and challenging, if we allow it, and this is what I know I keep telling myself, <laughs> so I'm just saying <laughs> out loud, something really good can come if we just yeah. continue to surrender it to the Lord. And so even in the sense of feeling like the grief of things that may be lost or have been lost, I still am like reminding myself of the hope that um, the Lord is going to bring good things out of this. And every time things change or they aren't the way that 
that you think they'll be, um, if we continue to bring it to the Lord, then he can bring something good out of it. And so uh, even just thinking about that, I'll say one of the cool things that I really do think is good that has come out of it specifically for Springs and Roots is you and I have started um, blogging, Yeah, which we've been wanting, we've been talking about doing it for quite a while, but um, we have been. So last week um, we each released one and this week the same. So, you know, if people haven't check those out, please look at them. Um, They're on our website, freeheartscollective.com. And we talk about what's going on right now. And we kind of just are talking through our feelings. And I think, I mean, I've been really encouraged when I've, I've read yours and I've gone back and read mine and I'm like, this is encouraging me. So we truly do want to bring hope and encouragement to people right now, even in the middle of this virus. I mean, you and I had other podcasts that we had slated to be released and we felt like, okay, now's not the time. There will be a time for them in the future, but we do, we want to we want to talk about kind of what's going on and how we're processing it and how we're processing it in the light of our relationship with the Lord, which is conversations on life and faith, you know? Exactly. And I think one of the beautiful things that we have seen, you know, you and I tend to have similar thought process and, and about looking at things in a similar way. And I feel like you're saying something and I'm like, oh, that dovetails on what the, which is always kind of how we work anyways, but it just feels especially sweet in the season of like, you say something and that dovetails with what the Lord has been saying to me, or we like realize, oh wait, that's something that I said that week. And we didn't realize how that fit in with everything. And so I think that aspect of friendship is so important and that part isn't lost, even though we're social distancing and we're not hanging out that part isn't lost in this. Yeah, because one of the words that's been standing out to me is this word delight, you know, and this idea of taking delight in the Lord. And Casey actually wrote about that in, I think, the blog from last week. It was really good. And that's what actually got me to thinking about this word delight. And I didn't even know it until we started talking this morning. I was like, I got this from you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have been, I mean, first of all, delight is was my has been my word. Um, that the Lord gave me around my birthday back in November. So I've been really kind of highlighting that just in my own walk, anytime it comes up or anytime it's said or anytime, um, you know, I hear it or whatever, I'm trying to pay attention and listen for it, but also trying to take delight in things and apply it. But I had been stuck in Psalm 1 and just this idea of delighting in his word and what that looks like. And so when you brought this up this morning, I was like, Oh, that just resonates. That resonates so very deeply with my heart right now. I looked it up yesterday morning. Um, the Hebrew word delight, it means desire, pleasure, favor to have pleasure in. And it got me thinking about what everyone is going through is that a lot of us, um, the things that we delight in have been taken from us right now. Yeah. School is a delight for a lot of people, you know, delighting in your, in being with your friends. How about delighting in going to church and being able to worship the Mm -hmm. Lord corporately? Wow. I've been missing that. Um, just delighting in going out on a date with your husband or, or whatever. And it's like, as we've, as our delights have been taken from us, it's made me, you know, question like, is my highest delight in the Lord? Um, do I have the most pleasure in spending time with God? And does my life say that? And so I've just been really thinking about that for myself um, because that's what I want. I want to take delight in the Lord um, 
I don't know. I love this Psalm 40 says, I delight to do your will. Oh my God. Yes. Your law is within my heart. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been thinking about, I want to, I want to take the highest delight. Um, I want to do what that song says. All my delight is in you, Lord. Yeah. I think what's beautiful about the idea of delighting, you know, Psalm one says my delight you know, is in the law of the Lord. And I think we get bogged down in this idea of law, but what that word really could translate to is word, his word, his word, you know, but delighting in his word and and delighting in what he has and what he's saying and doing the promise that's attached with that is that, that word, we will be, we will bear fruit. We will not wither away and, and we will prosper. And, you know, there's a season and there's a time for that, but there's a promise attached for that. The man or woman who delights in the word of the Lord, who delights in the things of God will prosper in season, will bear fruit. And I think that, um, and then the last line of that Psalm is, you know, he watches over the way of the righteous. He's not um, blind to what's happening. He, none of this is a surprise to him and he's got us. And I just think that's just this beautiful picture of like, this reciprocal relationship we have with the Lord as we delight in him, there's fruit from that. And, and I don't know, I love, I just love that. The promise of that. I do too. And it is, it is reciprocal because um, that's the other part of it. We take delight in him and then he delights in us. And um, Micah seven eighteen it says, um, who is a God like you pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgressions of the remnant of his heritage? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. Mm. He has pleasure in showing us mercy. He has pleasure in us. I often think of it. Um, actually, I was sharing this the other night with my kids for Passover um, about how much God delights in us. And I just said each one of their names, like God looks at you and he says, I take pleasure over your life. Yeah. Like we need to delight in that, that God delights in us. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite verses in Zephaniah, which it's Zephaniah three seventeen. the Lord, your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. And the rest of the passage goes on to even talk about how he rescues the scattered and brings them home. He uses that word, I will bring you home. So I think there's just a beauty to this, yeah, this reciprocal relationship. We delight in him and he delights in us. His delight is for us um, and he's singing over us. And not only did he create us and does he love us, but he's delighted in us and delighted by us. So, yeah. And, and when you like delight or you have pleasure um, in something, that means you also have like intentions with it, you know? And so I feel like even in this season that it's a good word for everyone to know, like, yes, the Lord sees you, he delights in you, but he also has intentions of his heart for you, even in this season. And that's what mm-hmm. you talked about in this past week's um, blog that you wrote about like how he has intentions for us and that we can bring forth good mm-hmm. fruit in this season. Yeah. And I love that as you laid it out, because um, that's who we want to be. We want to be people, you know, described, like you said, in, in Psalm that, you know, even if the, the rain doesn't come, even if things don't happen, you know, that we want them the way we want them to, that are mm-hmm. nice and easy, we can still have good fruit because God delights in us. And so that's the intention of his heart is that 
in the dryness or in the hardness that we could actually blossom and, you know, and express God and who he is to others around us. Um, and we just do that by just, I mean, it doesn't mean we are going to be perfect. doesn't mean everything that we do, you know, do and say is going to be like, Oh, sunshine and rainbows. But it means <laughs> that we, like, I hope people see me as someone who is feel safe and secure um, yeah. in, in a trial and in a time when, you know, others may be like, Oh my gosh, the world is ending. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, we went either way. <laughs> You know, Jesus has got us. He's promised us no one will pluck us out of the Father's hand. And so even in a time where um, everything is shaken, the kingdom of God will not shake and his kingdom is in our hearts. And so we can we can rest in that and we can continue in the midst of a crisis to delight in him and feel his delight for us. I've been telling um, Eliana, uh, who's she's sick, so she doesn't. have the logical way to process this. Um, and for the most part, she's enjoying, you know, being home and being with family and having fun. But, but one of the things I've been telling her is she comes to me and says, I'm sad or I feel angry or whatever is like, we acknowledge what we feel. We bring it to the Lord. God, I am feeling angry. I am feeling scared. I am feeling frustrated or sad. Like we bring that to the Lord and we tell him what we're feeling and we feel it. We allow ourselves to just feel it, but then we don't stay there. We don't let our feelings boss us around. And so the the next thing we do is we say, I am feeling sad, but I thank you for, and we name three things. So it's just a simple act for her. God, I am feeling this way. And I thank you for the green grass growing outside right now. I thank you that I just got to jump on the trampoline with my brother, whatever it may be, whatever that may look like for her. But I'm putting that into practice for myself. And it's been so helpful. And what I see is that I'm learning to, yep, acknowledge what I'm feeling and let myself feel those things. But then I'm turning it around and thanking him for things that I am delighting in that he's, and those are from him. You know, those, none of those things are just arbitrary. Those are all important things. And so I feel like that's really been, um, a sanity saver for me this week. Um, and it ties in with what you're saying. It's just taking delight in what's before us and reshift that focus, that perspective, just constantly going back to what is good, what is true, what is holy. Yeah. And I think also too, for me, what I've been doing, um, saying, Lord, um, what is your word for me in this next season? What is it that you want to instill in my heart? And then what is what is it that you want me to do because of that? Because that is one of the other things that I felt from the very beginning. Actually, it was the very last week that we were in church, which I guess this Sunday will be five weeks ago. It was the day that like, I felt like everything changed. Yeah. That was the last Sunday that we had church. And so during worship, the um, I felt like the Lord whispered to me the word opportunity. And that has not left me during these whole weeks because I'm like, we as believers, we have an opportunity right now because it's during times like this that um, since everything looks different, that there's an opportunity, I feel like, just to basically shine the light of the gospel more in any sphere that we can. And maybe that's even in our own home. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying how that happens. I'm just saying, like, there is an opportunity right now. 
um, for us as believers. And so I've just been like stirring myself up, like, Lord, what is the opportunity that you have in this season? And and what do you what do you want to change in my heart? And what do you want me to do because of that? And so that gives me like excitement and hope for the future, no matter really what it looks like. Yeah, that's a good word. I've been feeling, I mean, I haven't put it in that, maybe not in that context exactly, but kind of a similar thing of like, this is a pause and this is a pause for a reason and it's unto something. And, and so what is going to come out of this and what am I going to do in this that breeds life on the other side of this? So yeah, I think that's a good, I like the word opportunity though. I like that. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what our next podcast brings. Cause like, right. We're doing everybody else's and we're like kind of flying by the seat of our pants right now. <laughs> I know. So until next time, we will talk to you guys then. Yeah. Be blessed.